This is the Real Magic Podcast. Learn about great design and use it to get great results. Now your hosts, Greg Merrilies and Alan Nunez. G'day listener, thanks for joining Alan and I today for the Real Magic Design Podcast where we try to unpack our experience to help designers and business owners understand how to create amazing designs and work together to make design that is profitable. I'm Greg from studio1design.com and here's my partner as always, Alan from pixelpartnershq.com. How are you buddy? I'm awesome Greg, how are you doing today mate? Uh, on top of the world, mate. In fact, we're, we're, at, we're kind of down under, aren't we? We are down under. Well, it's all a matter of perspective. I think everybody else has got it wrong. I think we're the top of the world. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> mate, it's great to be here today. I'm kind of looking forward to this topic. I mean, we're talking must-have tools for designers and business owners. And I think it's, look, I mean, we've got a list that you and I have put together prior to the podcast that we're going to run through. But I think, a little side note before we start... All of these tools are awesome, but there is a risk that if you have too many tools, you can clutter. I mean, you and I both talk about, maybe not necessarily on air all the time, but we talk about simplification quite regularly. And, and you know, be careful. Tools are awesome. The right tools for the right job used well. So, yeah, Good anyway, point. before um, we get right deep into this, dude, what have you been up to this week? Well, just planning to visit my team overseas, which I have never met the majority of people that work with me so um, I think it's time it's overdue and I know you do it Al yeah that's what I'm up to I'm just planning it do you have any tips for me no okay (laughs) (laughs) now you're gonna have an absolutely awesome time I mean you're going to the Philippines right yeah exactly yeah look I've got my office in the south of the Philippines and um, you know getting over there and spending time with the team just solidifies an already great relationship. I mean, in, in today's day and age with the virtual world, it's very easy to talk to people face-to-face on a daily basis using Google Hangouts and Skype and things like that. But getting to go out for dinner with them and you know visiting where they live and, and having that appreciation um, for their local area you know, really is just fabulous. And the Philippines is a beautiful place. Yeah, exactly. It's you know, a tropical destination. Sure, they have some typhoons, but... Um, you know, they're few and far between, aren't they? Or well, there is a certain season, but that's not when I'm going. No, there, it's just hot. It's damn hot. You know, yeah. it's, it's one of those yeah. humid places. Are you stopping anywhere before or are you flying straight into... Just straight there, Manila. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, well, but, last time I went, I stopped via Singapore, which is even hotter and even more humid than the Philippines. So it made the Philippines could look I feel quite nice. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but I am looking forward to just seeing and experience how my team live and getting to know them on a personal level and go out for dinner with them and, and lunch and we'll be doing some training as well. But, you know, just to really, the main purpose is get to know them and, and just to build that trust and rapport and, you know, hopefully uh, end of the day we'll just keep improving, you know, what we're delivering to our clients. Yeah, look, we do, once a year we do a conference and then a family day out so you know we do the formal stuff we sit down all together in one room with a whiteboard and we we nut through the the year in review and what we're planning in the future and get everybody engaged with the with the company and its goals and then we do a day out we go somewhere really nice um and we've done you know it's kind of like themed beach 
water park type resorts. We've done last year. We did in, in November. We did a um, it was actually a resort resort. So we paid for everybody to have lunch, and we bought we hired a I suppose you'd call it a cabana, but it's not really a cabana because it was on the water. It was like off a jetty and hanging over the water. And we did breakfast and lunch there, and we stayed late, and we invite the whole team and their families. So you know, it's just it's just nice for everyone to get together once in a while and just relax. Yeah, awesome, man. Well, that's cool, buddy. And what have you been up to this week? Mate, I'm in the process of setting up a series of training for creatives. Ah, this is the thing you've been working on, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, it's it's time for me to share some of the mistakes that I've made with people that are interested, you know. So this is this is not going to be for everybody. It's going to be, you know, aimed at photographers and designers and illustrators who are running a relatively successful business already, but they're working way too many hours in their business. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're, it's not, come on, you and I know, know the feeling. It's not uncommon to, you know, work 12-plus hour days, you know, to get home and then pull the laptop out again and start working on a job again. So I've made a lot of mistakes over the last 20 years. So what, I wanted, what I've done is I've basically just emptied my brain of all the mistakes I've made and all the things that I've done right and I'm packaging it together in a nice 12-week course, give or take. And then hopefully, you know, those who do the course can become a little bit of a, a mastermind group and help each other to move forward. So I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I wish I had that resource, say, you know, three, four years ago. Oh, dude, I, I wish I had this resource 15 years ago. Yeah, I wish I had the internet then too. <laughs> yeah. Well, but look, the, the thing that inspired me was that for me as a professional photographer, one of the things I love doing is is mentoring a new photographer and helping yep. them get up and running. And, and the reason I do it is because there were a couple of old school photographers that did it for me when I was a cadet, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so recently I've been mentoring a, a good friend of mine and she has just done so well, but she doesn't realise how well she's done. And, you know, she, she rang me a couple of weeks ago and said, oh, I can't believe it. You know, I have these these peers of mine in the industry asking me for advice. Why are they asking me? And I said, mm-hmm. well, because you have been lucky enough to call me once a week for the last two years and I've given you the insights of every mistake I've made and allowed you to skip past them without making them yourself. So, you know, it really inspired me that I thought, well, it's not fair that I keep that to myself. I should be sharing it and letting other people profit from it. So, Yeah, that's awesome, man. And, you know, I think that's partly, you know, to do with our age where, you know, we're, we're what, mid-30s? <laughs> <laughs> sure, sure, I'll uh, go with mid-30s. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I'm starting to feel the same way where I'm enjoying sharing my knowledge because as I get older, I want to leave a legacy as opposed to just constantly learning. I'm still learning as well, don't get me wrong, but it's now time to start, you know, giving back more. Absolutely, absolutely. You go, girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> and don't call me your bitch, okay? At least not on air. <laughs> yeah. All right, it. look, let's uh, get into this, eh? The tools, yeah. Come on, tool bag, go oh, for Don't it. call me a tool bag, a tool bag. <laughs> oh, jeez. Is that just an Aussie thing, tool bag? For, uh, our, for our overseas listeners, that's a derogatory term, calling somebody a tool bag. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Okay, so what we've done, you and I sat down and we looked at all the tools. Now, when we say tools, we're talking about software and applications primarily. So we, we did a list of the things that we think every creative business should have 
you might not have all of these. Some of these tools, you know, one or the other might work. But you know what? Business owners, if you're listening, don't disregard this because these tools work across multiple industries. I mean, some of them are design specific, you know, when we talk stock libraries and stuff like that. But a lot of them, you just, if you start exploring these, they can revolutionize your life. So how about this? Instead of starting at the top, why don't you and I, Greg, pick the one that we think has made the biggest difference to us in recent time off this list, and then we'll go back and go from the top down. So you first. Yeah. What's the one that's had the biggest impact off this list for you in recent times? It's not even on the list, but I know this is all <laughs> software-related, but this one, this one tool is the most important tool that I've ever come across in the design business, and that's a Wacom tablet with a Wacom pen. Okay, <laughs> so yes. a drawing tablet, yes. which is software-related as well, and you can take it to the next level and get the you know, the version that's sort of like on an angle and you draw on the screen at the same time. So that's a pretty powerful tool for a designer. Yeah, definitely. And look, let's relate that to the business owners, right? So the Wacom tablet is basically a touch device where you use a pen instead of a mouse. Yeah. Right? So you've actually got the feel of drawing with a pencil. Now, for business owners out there, you know, the application is get a damn good keyboard. Get a really nice mouse. Don't struggle with cheap crappy hardware on your computer you know if you're using it every day make sure it's the best that you can possibly get get a mac get a mac (laughs) but even with a mac you know make sure you know a lot of people have that little wireless keyboard that comes by default with an imac i don't like that i can't stand it so i've actually got the plug-in one that's got the numeric keypad yeah because you know if you're a business owner you are punching numbers into your computer on a regular basis at some time so i just don't like having to change batteries oh you're you're so <laughs> tight <laughs> no it's just a pain in the ass okay so so yes definitely the wacom tablet um i've got to agree with you there well you know if i'm going to go a hardware thing for me it's the apple magic mouse and for those who don't know what that is it's basically rather than having a scroll wheel on the top the whole top surface is a touchpad and it allows me to scroll in all directions, up, down, left, right, diagonally on any document. So there's a mm-hmm. hardware bit. All right. Cool. What about a software bit? What's what's the one software bit that's changed your life? Well, there's no doubt that the Adobe Creative Suite is just, you know, worlds apart from anything else that's competition to it. And it keeps getting better every year from, I think when I started, it was Adobe three or something like or five whatever it was three or cfs five yeah no before the cs way before that yeah (laughs) like i remember when it went from you know adobe 10 to cs i think and then you know cs two three four five six and now it's creative cloud and i love the creative cloud i love the fact that you know it's a monthly subscription as opposed to a product price where it used to be thousands of dollars and now you get constant updates whenever a new release comes out because you're part of this subscription you get the latest release you know as soon as it's released software as a service a subscription is by far the best thing adobe has ever done and they've actually tried it in the past and it failed miserably it used to be about twelve hundred dollars a year to buy it on subscription okay versus the six odd thousand dollars it was to buy um, as a software package and then you had to pay for the updates and it yeah. just didn't last. But they've definitely got a working model there. I can't fault it. I mean, you know, for, what is it, 50 bucks a month? Yeah, exactly, yeah. And, well, it depends if you've upgraded and all that sort of stuff and how many licensed copies. But, yeah, it's between 30 and 50, yeah. Okay, so for, for designers, get on Creative Suite. I am blown away how many photographers and how many designers 
are still just using their single application or they're running on an old CS4, CS5, CS6. Believe it or not, you know, we're a wholesale agency. We are back saving uh, files on a fairly regular basis. It is so cheap. The fact that you get the updates, you know. Yeah, yeah. Now, here's an Adobe tip for business owners, right? If you are serious about design in your business, invest in Acrobat Pro. Everybody uses Acrobat Reader, right? But Acrobat Pro allows you to mark up PDF documents. Mm -hmm. It allows you to create forms from a design. It is just such a powerful tool, and it's just unbelievably cheap. I'm pretty sure you can get it on subscription for sub twenty dollars a month it might be fourteen dollars a month it might be nine dollars a month i'm not sure but it's not expensive yeah and how else do you use it acrobat pro yeah I've oh got my god everything. we use acrobat pro every day but i mean we use it from a design point of view we use it for pre-flighting we use it for converting files look from a business owner's point of view you can split up pages in doc in pdf documents you can join pdf documents together you can convert color documents to black and white if you're printing them off your local printer and you want to get the best results you can make minor edits if you have the fonts that are embedded in the pdf document and one word is wrong or a phone number is wrong you can make that edit directly in the pdf document so it's it is a super powerful tool i'm going to give a tip that i discovered by complete accident i don't know if you know it or not but if you've if you have like a jpeg that's scanned in into a pdf document and you you obviously can't you know select the fonts if you just press command a on a mac or maybe control a on a pc um, it will recognize the fonts in that document and if you copy and paste into you know another document it might just be a text document it will copy all the letters out of that jpeg really yeah man <laughs> is that in acrobat pro or is that yep. just oh that's cool i'm gonna play with that yeah it's <laughs> incredibly powerful all right we've got a long list here let's keep moving hey so yeah, sure so for you it was the adobe suite and the fact that the adobe suite has gone subscription i think for me it's google apps and gmail for business i mean i think that has definitely revolutionized the way we work in email yeah. I don't think people quite appreciate what Google Apps can actually do for them. I mean, firstly, you never have any... If you're using the actual full suite, so, I mean, right now, Greg, you and I are on a Google Doc. Yeah. Right? And for anybody who hasn't used Google, it's equivalent to a Word Doc, right? But we are both in the Doc simultaneously at once, so there's never version issues. Everybody's always working off the same document. I can literally see your icon and I can see when you highlight and when you type things. So we can't ever accidentally have two documents running simultaneously. Oh, I was just going to say, it's just so much better than the old clunky Microsoft suite, you know, Microsoft Office from the point of view that there's Google Docs, uh, sorry, there's Google uh, Sheets. Yeah, Google Docs, Google Sheets. Google Sheets, yeah. And they're all very similar to the Microsoft suite, but they're just so much nicer to use. And like you said, interactive with other users users yeah definitely i mean you can you can easily message people uh, on the document with a note so you know you don't have to attach it send yeah. an email you never have remember the old you know having to mark up the versions this is done yeah. on the 11th and this one was done on the 12th and which is the right one and mm -hmm. oh yeah it's just so much better but even like the mail component now most people think of that as gmail but the google apps for business mail firstly gets rid of all the advertising right 
and it gives you a huge amount of storage space. It allows you to keep every email. You just archive yeah, it so exactly. it's no longer in your inbox. Yep. And you've got that search functionality forever. And it's got phenomenal filtering tools, like just you know, similar to the old automated rules that you could set up in Outlook, but it's all hosted. It doesn't block up your your actual PC or your Mac. I mean, you know, as a designer, we're always taking on heavy files, right? So my old Mac Mail and my old Outlook used to have um, databases of like 20 and 30 gigabytes and used to get corrupted on a regular basis, you know? So, and having to have that much data on your own computer is just messy. So it's phenomenal. Definitely go and have a look. It's like five bucks a month per user. I mean, you just cannot go wrong. Yeah, and I'm going to give a shout-out to our buddy Pete, Pete Moradi from itgenius.com.au. If you're looking at, you know, getting educated in Google Apps, then this guy's going to have some, you know, he's got some gold knowledge up there. So, yeah, jump on itgenius.com.au. And he does a killer done for you as well. So if you're a small business owner and you've got multiple users, he can actually roll out the suite for you. Um, so it's, it's a very easy transition. Yeah, cool. Hey, while we're on the topic of things like you know Google Apps and Google Drive, one of my other favorite tools is Dropbox. There's no doubt that's been revolutionary for, well, for my business at least, maybe yours as well, from the point of view that before we had Dropbox, we used to use FTPs. Before that was an in-house server. Um, and even FTPs were really clunky and, and you know quite slow to use. And Dropbox is lightning lightning fast and yeah we save most of our design files up there and various other things as well oh look we've got terabytes up in dropbox now i mean everything our default rule is every file is saved to dropbox yeah i mean it means that if somebody if their computer crashes right you can literally plug a new computer in connect up dropbox and sync all the files back down again it's definitely the way to go for file storage in the cloud. And the nice thing is, is that it actually syncs. It's a very, very clever algorithm that allows files to sync up into the cloud very quickly and then sync across multiple devices. So, uh, I mean, you can get, I think you can get two gigabytes for free. And even their, their basic packages are only about $100 per year for, for 100 gigs. So it's, it's not a lot. I mean, you and I are on team accounts, so we have... I mean, we pay far more than that, but then again, we're dealing with massive files. Yeah. Look, I'm just going to jump back to Gmail for a sec. There's a tool that actually connects to Gmail that I forgot to mention, which is a program called Yesware. I think our friend Peter Moriarty actually put me onto this. It is a plugin for Gmail that allows you to track when somebody has opened an email, which is pretty cool if you're ever selling stuff, because if you send somebody a quote, you know when they've looked at it, and you can just ping them a quick phone call to say, hey, just following up on that item. But it also allows you to do things like send later. So if you are one of those business owners who might be catching up on work at nine or 10 o'clock at night, you don't always want your customers to know that you're working at that time. So you can actually type all your emails, tag it to send later, and it'll fire it off at nine o'clock in the morning the next morning. Uh, which is very, very cool. I mean, it has a bunch of other, you know, shared templates and things like that. So if in your business, you're regularly sending the same type of emails, you can actually create templates and share it across the entire team so everybody's using the same the same base template for email. So that's Yesware, yesware.com. Very, very cool. All right, what do uh, you got next? That's fantastic. I was going to talk about Keynote. So Keynote is like a PowerPoint equivalent for Mac only, and it is just so beautiful to use. Everything about it is really easy. You don't need much education at all. If you've used PowerPoint, you'll breeze through this and 
it just it has beautiful um, you know backgrounds and the fonts and all these templates pre-made so it just makes anybody that's not really a designer look good <laughs> oh look you know what it is phenomenal and even if you don't have a mac right it work you can get keynote on the ipad oh yeah it's true yeah yeah you know you don't necessarily have to go and buy an imac to be able to use it i mean a lot of business owners have pcs and have a an ipad everything about keynote is nice the animation is far smoother than powerpoint everything just works you know here we go mac fanboy it just works <laughs> Cool. I've got one that's a bit design related. And even if you're not a designer, you could possibly use this, but RedPen. RedPen.io is a application that allows you to mark up and make comments on a design. So you load an image of the design to RedPen, you send it to your client, and then you, you know, the client can literally go in, just click on a spot, and a little comments box opens up, and you can type in, you know, change color to blue, for example. So we find it a lot easier than sending emails back and forwards because what tends to happen is if there are multiple stakeholders in a design you as a designer might get five emails from five different people giving you repetitive comments whereas if you do it all in a single place like red pen then if the person's going to give the same comment they can see somebody else has already already commented commented on it yeah that's great we use envision app dot com which is exactly the same as red pen by the sounds of it uh, i'm not sure if red pen has this feature but for instance if you have like we use it for you know web design and let's say you have the navigation and all the pages in the navigation you save them all into the one folder essentially and if if your user clicks on the navigation you know it's another menu item in the navigation it'll literally open that page of of the site as well even though it's just a a feedback tool and it's just jpegs it looks like you're on a, a live site so it's more for web design in general uh look i would say the majority of users are probably web designers yeah but that is pretty cool i mean clients demand the best you know hopefully you know ask if your web designer has tools like this because it does make life a lot easier so what you're saying instead of having to guess where that navigation goes to on this visual interface when you click on it, it'll actually take them to that appropriate spot exactly so they can do yeah. The feedback. yeah yeah you have to set it up that way but yeah it's literally what happens which is pretty cool well when we're talking about design and markup tools there's another one called concept board that one's neat it's literally like a like a desktop and you can throw anything on the desktop right so you can throw uh, scans you can throw images you can throw uh, photos you can write text you can put little notes on it you can draw lines in between things circle things what it really is is a great tool when somebody's not really quite sure what they want but they've seen a lot of things that they like you can bring it all together in, in one place it's kind of like sitting around a boardroom table you know and laying all those elements out and then putting little post-it notes to note up everything and again it's a centralized place to do it so it allows for maybe clients who aren't quite as good at just typing a brief or understanding a concept to see it visually and then move things around as they see fit and and put little notes on it so i mean we often use it for say catalog layouts where we'll put um, pdfs of all the spreads of the catalog and then a client can pop a new photo next to a product and say replace this photo with this product you know and type in the notes below so that's that's kind of cool man that's excellent i've got another tool which is for um you know business owners really as opposed to designers because you don't need a 
to be a designer to use his tool. It's called canva.com and it's a place where you can create images for blog posts or images for social media at the drop of a hat. Like you literally just go in there, they got all these beautiful pre-made templates and you just change the text and you can change background images, change colors, etc. But the designs are already pre-made. So it takes all the guesswork out how to create a, a beautiful design. And it's, I think it's, it's either cheap or really or free. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of this. Apparently, it is like when it came out, it was supposed to be the the online design tool that was going to put graphic designers out of business. Really? Okay. Well, it didn't quite turn out that way, but it is <laughs> it is a cool tool, and it is very easy for just about anybody to use. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's good, man. Yeah, what else do you have? All right. Well, let's let's talk about some tools that are you know design related, but not necessarily. Um, just for designers, right? So Rescue Time. Oh, that's great. Isn't that awesome? Look, Rescue Time is an app you put on your computer, or actually you can put it across multiple devices, especially if you're like me who works on my desktop, works on my laptop as well. And what it does is it tracks what you're doing through the week and then sends you an automated report of how many hours you've spent in total and then what you've spent that time on. And what, if, if you're really into this, what you can do is you can dig into the interface and as things come up, you can assign an effectiveness level to them, mm. right? So, for example, you might define that Facebook is ineffective use of your time, unless you're a Facebook expert, obviously, and InDesign might be an effective use of your time. At the end of the report, it will tell you how many effective or what percentage of your week was actually effective use of your time on the computer. It's very cool. Yeah, I'll, I'll live by that, man, every week. it's um, I love looking forward to that report and comparing it to the previous week. Doesn't it give you an ex- a comparison of the week before on the email report? I'm pretty sure it does, whether you've done better or worse than the week before. Yeah, po- it possibly does. I just yeah, I just look at the overall figures and, and I know from the week before because I've got a target to meet. And, uh, yeah, it's just good to know instantly whether or not you've smashed the week before. Look, you know what? The scariest thing about rescue time and just about every person that I know that's implemented it was how much time they spend on email. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, if you can cut your email, you know, get Google Apps, get Yesware, get all those tools. If you can um, get your email time down, (laughs) you can be far more effective. Well, there's another tool that we've just implemented over the last couple of weeks to get our email time down, and it's called Slack. And Slack, I'm not sure if it's slackapp.com or whatever or slack.com but um, it's a an app for for your computer for your your mobile device etc where you just use it for your team so everybody your team logs in and you can put channels in there for news channels for just general chit chat you can have private groups so similar to to face uh, sorry to skype but it does a hell of a lot more and you can link through um you know like fused or one of those applications anything to happen automatically and come into your slack account that's pretty cool i've heard a lot of people raving about slack and my guys actually brought it up i I didn't want to i didn't want to bring it up to them when i heard about it because i kind of felt we were in tool overload at the moment yeah um and i wanted to scale back well it reduces mail though well yeah but we don't we don't spend a huge amount of time in mail as a team anyway yeah, okay. So generally, we use teamwork to post task-related things, so things yeah, that need sure. to be done, and we use Help Scout for communication 
with the client, so a ticket system, like a like a. Um, yeah, we use Help Scout too. I didn't realize you use that. Yeah, so we use we use Help Scout, and and then if anybody needs one on one communications, it's generally outside the business, and we use Skype for that. You know, and and I get the idea of Slack is to reduce the amount of time you spend in email, and we're definitely going to review it. And it looks like an unbelievable tool. Yeah, no, it is fantastic. And so what do you use for scheduling calls? Oh, I hate to say this, but I set up schedule once. Yeah, I love I, that. And I haven't properly implemented oh, okay. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I was going to say, that tool is incredible. I know it's not on our list, but I just thought of it because, yeah, that saves a lot of time. So essentially the way it works, listener, is you you uh, send, send somebody a link, like just a URL, and you ask them to pick a time that suits them, and they will... Sorry, I should say, first of all, you allocate certain times of the day or the week that suit you, and they're the only time slots that are available. So when you send that link to somebody, they're essentially selecting a time that suits you. But the way, you know, they they will pick a time that suits them as well, but it's within your calendar. So it's really helpful. And then it will send reminders. You can even set automation follow-ups after it. And, yeah, it's just it's a real time saver. You don't have to send somebody, you know, five emails to work out a time that works for both of you. You just send one link and the job's done. Yeah, look, I, you know, I think it, it, everybody knows the feeling of having to go back and forwards four or five times to find a, a meeting time that's going to work. Especially if it's with a client overseas. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So yeah, what you're saying is you allocate the times when you're willing to have meetings. Yeah. And then you just send them a link and they pick the one that works best for them. Exactly, yep. Yeah, that is awesome. I've actually tried to stop having meetings <laughs> if <laughs> yeah, I can help it. That's true. <laughs> I have a couple of scheduled ones that I do every week. So, for example, meeting with you for, for our podcast. And I have a couple of clients that I really enjoy getting together with. So, you know, we meet weekly, have a cup of coffee for breakfast. But I'm trying to push back on, on all the other meetings at the moment. Cool. Well, let's talk about project management. So you touched on Teamwork PM. That's what you use, yeah? Yeah. So, well, we used to use... Basecamp and Asana, believe it or not, simultaneously. Really? Uh, yeah, don't ask. It's a long story, but we were amalgamating two parts of the business and the two different parts used two different project management systems. Mm-hmm. And then we rolled it all into Teamwork PM, right? Yeah. So hang on, when we talk project management, do you want to just quickly define what these tools do? It's more for in-house use. Well, we use like, it, no, we use it for clients. Oh, do you really? Okay. Yeah. yeah, fair enough. Okay. I guess you can. Yeah, we use Help Scout for dealing with clients and we just use Basecamp internally for our uh, managing our projects. So we have two different types of clients, right? All our Pixel Partners clients go through Help Scout. So yep. every time they order something, a new ticket is generated, right? But then I also have some retainer clients and they basically just go in and post a task when they're ready and then we action it from there. I think the nice thing about these project management tools, again, it reduces email because what it does is it keeps everything in a single thread. You know, it's not messy. It's clean. It's neat. You know, if you want to see what's going on, you log in and you just look down the tasks and you can see where everything is at. You can check in on the comments. You can see who was working on it last, when it was due. They're definitely very, very powerful tools. So what do you use at the moment? You use Asana. Well, no, we're using Basecamp, but um, the way we use it is... Well, you know, just for internal use only. But we also have what's called Harvest app, which is linked to Basecamp. And it literally records 
the time that people are working on you know particular projects then that links to our accounting software so everything's just a smooth transition for knowing how much time you know we've spent on each project actually that's very true we used we use the time tracking feature in in teamwork as well it's like a little app that you put on your computer yeah and when you start working on a task you just hit start and when you finish you yeah. hit stop now we don't bill hourly like that but we do track our time exactly. so that we know that our averages are correct and that everybody's profiting that's right and that's how we use it as well we certainly don't bill by the hour yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So, I mean, look, if you're a service-based business, tools like that are phenomenal for the time tracking element and that you can automatically link them to your billing software. They're awesome because it keeps everything in one place. So instead of sitting there thinking, oh, my goodness, who was the last email on XYZ project and what's the next step, it's all in there. You can make templates. So if you've got repeating projects that have the same five actions assigned to them for five different people, you just have a template, one click, and the job is off and running and everybody knows what they need to do. Yeah. We also use it for SOPs as well. So basically, if you get a new staff on board, you know, somebody new on your team, you can just plug them into a certain thread and they can learn you know, whatever you have in that SOP. Yeah, well, we put checklists in there. So, yeah. you know, if every every task has a series of subtasks with a, with a checklist. So they don't actually have to comment on them. They just literally hit the tick box once they've done that part of the checklist. So it's a good way to track that those items are done and who did them. So there's heaps out there. I mean, there's teamwork, there's Basecamp, there's Asana, there's Trello, just, just to name a few. Podio is a really good one. We're using that with uh, one of our clients at the moment, and that's turning out to be a a winner in my opinion yeah look i think for any business owner just think about you know what what tasks get done every day and how can you centralize that so one there's complete transparency people can see what they need to see across the board you know and get it into one place don't make any assumptions that everybody knows what's going on it makes it much easier for your managers too because the managers can just look down and go well hang on a minute this task is due in two days it doesn't look like there's been any activity on it how about i chat to the person who's working on it to see if they need any help exactly now let's talk um marketing software automation software well, automation, not just marketing. I mean, you can use this stuff for anything. So, I mean, you're talking about things like Office Autopilot. Entreport. On, sorry, it's not Office Autopilot. It's Entreport, ActiveCampaign, Infusionsoft. MailChimp. MailChimp, Marketo, Salesforce. I mean, there's, there's a bunch of them out there that work for a variety of sales and marketing automation tools. How do you use them? Yeah, so look, we've just switched to Infusionsoft. So I've got somebody setting up some automation sequences at the moment, which should be ready next week, and I'm really excited about it. So you can use it in multiple ways, but you can use it for, um, you know, if you capture leads from your site, for instance, um, you know, for a free offer, you can put them into a marketing funnel automation sequence. If you get a an order, you can have a... Uh, like an onboarding process for for that client and they you can also use it for delivery of your products and services as well as far as shopping cart you can use it for abandonment sequences so if people don't take action on a shopping cart page you can set up sequences that will send them automatic reminders or you know just get in their face again about you know they're on a page and just find out why they didn't buy for instance so there's a million ways you can use that's just just an overview Look, I think the, the most powerful part of this is that it automates things that often take up a huge amount of time that are not actually effective use of time of high-level 
staff. Yeah. So, you know, if you are a salesperson, for example, having to remember to reply to that new inbound email when you're going to say the same thing to that customer as you said to the last 10 is ineffective. You need to be prioritizing your time. So it does allow you to automate replies. Now, we've got to just clarify that there are different types of automation. So there's really basic things like MailChimp and Campaign Monitor and things like that where they are time-based sequences. So they can be triggered and then they go off on a time frame. And then that might differ to Entreport, Infusionsoft and ActiveCampaign where they're action-based. So you can actually set a lot of rules. So if this person takes this action, then do this. If they don't take the action, do something different. And it allows you to really personalise those campaigns. So like you say, onboarding, you've got a new customer, why not send them a series of videos that allows them to learn how your system works really quickly instead of having to sit on the phone and explain it to them. Um, Another one I like is feedback. You know, when a job is finished, automatically trigger a feedback mechanism. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you you could even put in there to ask for a testimonial, which is something that a lot of people find uncomfortable doing. So if you put it into an automated sequence, it just happens. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And I guess, too, getting, you know, once you get the people into these systems, it allows you to tag them. Um, based on things that they've done. So, you know, if you have some kind of really important product release or announcement, you can select based on the actions that people have taken in the past on who to prioritise messaging to, or you can make the messaging different for different people. Yeah, so you can really segment and be relevant to those to those you know, those tagged people or that group. Yeah, definitely. But you do have to be a little cautious and a little clever with them. I'm going to tell you a funny story. So we... we put in some automation for a client uh, a little while ago and something went wrong with the timing of the uh, of the automation sequence and one of the emails read something along the lines of oh you know I was just making my morning coffee and I noticed that the quote I sent you a month ago is still sitting on my desk I'm just wondering if you've uh, had a chance to have a look at that something along those lines the only problem was it was going out at two in the morning so, <laughs> so we actually had clients emailing us back going you know it's a bit strange that you're emailing me saying you just made your morning coffee at 2 a.m so. <laughs> look it. these are very smart systems but make sure you get a professional to help you set them up yeah so. most definitely They're all right what do you got next What's next? So look, um, not sure how many more we should do. We've still got a few. Of this. I mean, we could go deeper into Photoshop, Illustrator, InDesign, etc. But I think we should save that for uh, maybe another episode. All right. Um, well, let, let's just hit a couple of really cool ones that I think are relevant to everyone, like Jing by TechSmith. So that's yeah. an app that is, I think it's free or near yeah. free, where anybody with a computer and a microphone can basically record their screen and it will automatically upload it to Screencast, and then you just send a link. So say, for example, you're a business owner and you don't know how to type up the explanation of how you feel about a design, get it up on your screen, click around with your mouse, point to things, talk about things, send the link to your designer. It's awesome. And designers, you know, when you do something, a great design that might be a little outside what you, you know, what the brief might have been, but there was a good reason for it, record a little explanation of the how and why of the design. It'll make it much easier for your client to understand it. Yeah, I think they have a, like a five limit. Uh, sorry, five minute limit on the uh, free version of video feedback. But that's you know it can be enough, and you can do multiple five minute videos if you need to. 
Yeah, and then there's other tools that cost a little bit more that you can record for as long as you want. But yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, Jing's free. The average business owner, if you've got to speak for ten minutes, just do two videos. It's easy. Yeah, and ScreenFlow. I mean, that's obviously a Mac program, but there's Camtasia as well, which is Mac or PC. But it's essentially, you know, a tool where you can, like you said, record as long as you like. You can record your screen. You can record the camera, audio, video, everything. So. Yeah, those two are, are very powerful. I use them a lot. I use them to, um, you know, like for instance, if I record a, a client call on Skype, and that's another tool we really should mention because Skype is so instrumentally important in my business where I can, you know, have a conversation with a client in another part of the world. <clears throat> then we'll use Skype call recorder to record it, only with their permission, of course. And then I'll use Camtasia or ScreenFlow to chop up that recording and just send the relevant bits to the design team. Yeah. I mean, screen recording and talking instructions is just, it makes life a lot easier quite often. So, What about one more? Yeah, and go for it. Maybe we wrap this episode up. So I'm thinking the last one that would be relevant to everybody would be Linda.com. L Y N D A.com. She is awesome. <laughs> so what is it, L? Linda.com is a training, a video training site, an online video training site, right? And they basically pay experts on applications to give you training on just about anything you can imagine. So we've talked about things like Google Apps. We've talked about the Adobe Suite. You know, an illustration for how we use it is the Adobe Suite. Every time it updates, there are new tools and features. So Linda releases a, a video training course on what the new features are and how they work, right? So instead of us trying to find all those features and learn how to use them, we can just dump in there, do a one-hour training, and, and we're up to speed with, with how it works. But even new applications, you know, when something new comes out, it's fabulous. And they do everything. I mean, they do, you know, your Microsoft Office programs, they do Adobe, they do web design, they do the Google tools like AdWords, Analytics, um, they even do topical things like management training, time effectiveness training. It's phenomenal. It is good. Yeah, we use it for design-related <clears throat> design um, training, that's for sure. So, no, that's a really good tip, mate. And I it's think... like 25 bucks a month. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's, it's really cheap. Yeah, for um, unlimited use, which is awesome. I'm just going to mention one more tool, if I could, which is oh, I use RoboForm, which is a, a tool for uh, remembering passwords. And oh, I use one password. Yeah, one pass. Yeah, that that they're, that's great as well. But <clears throat> I think it's essential when you know you're running a business rather than having to remember everything. Just use one of these tools. Just have have to remember one master password, and the rest just get saved as you need them. Yeah. So there's one password, LastPass, RoboForm. Now, there's a more important part to this too. Is most business owners use the same one or two passwords for everything online, right? And that is just opening yourself up to getting hacked so um, and identity theft and all this kind of stuff. So if you use these, these applications, they help you generate really long, random password strings. And because they're ridiculous and you'd never be able to remember them, obviously having the application allows you to do that. So I literally make a new password for every single account that I yeah, have. Same. Yeah, same, yeah. Cool. Man, look, you know what? We've got some more design-related ones, but, man, we've gone for, you know, over 40 minutes. So why don't we wrap this up and do a part two next week? Yeah, sure, Matt. I'd like to dig deeper into some shortcuts as well that we uh, use in the design software. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think there's some other really cool just online tools, inspiration tools that we haven't even 
got to yet. Yeah. So look, let's let's um, let's get to our killer tip and listener action. If you've got one killer tip for for our listeners today, what's it going to be? <laughs> Try not to have too many tools. Jeez, <laughs> <laughs> we rattled off a few. Yeah, now, look, exactly. Find the right tools. You know, yeah, find, find the right works. tools and 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 leverage it. You know, it really comes down to being effective and across the company too. Like you know, you're going to get sometimes resistance to people having to change, but just push for that change. You know, pick one of these tools and implement it and see if it makes a difference to your business and then implement something else. Find out what you're doing over and over and over again that's wasting time and see if you can make it more economical. So There you go. There's our joint tip. So thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for being here, listener. We'll catch you next week. I'm Alan from Pixel Partners HQ and that's my co-host. Greg from Studio One Design. Catch you later. See ya. Thanks for listening to The Real Magic Podcast. Hear more at therealmagic.com.